five, four, three, two, one. Hello, world, and welcome to We Live on a Planet. I am your host, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining me on this Monday, March 22nd, 2021. This is episode 470 in the works. I'm glad you stopped over this morning. Little chilly start in central New York, right here in the city of Oswego, right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario. Temperatures currently are 39 degrees Fahrenheit with it feels like 36, but the highs are supposed to be 63. So from 36 degrees to 63 degrees Fahrenheit, yes, thank you, we'll take it. Winds are out of the southeast currently at four miles per hour. Spring is definitely in the air. I've seen some robins in the yard, and that's a good sign of spring. We got a lot to talk about. When we come back, we'll dive right into our quote. So stick around. There's a lot to talk about today. We'll be right back. And just like that, we're back. All right, let's dive into our quote. This is from Jason Engay. I also want to apologize. I feel like as soon as I came out and said hello, I felt like I was yelling at you. <laughs> I was, I think I was a little close to my microphone. I was excited. I couldn't help but I was excited to come out and talk to you. All right, here's our quote. I can really relate to this. Don't get too deep. It leads to overthinking. And overthinking leads to problems that don't exist in the first place. Jason Engay. Let's hear that one more time. Don't get too deep. It leads to overthinking. And overthinking leads to problems that don't even exist in the first place. Boy, guilty as charged. I am really guilty of doing that and uh, ruminating about the past or thinking way too much about the future. I think that stems from part of me my sleep problems sometimes I feel tired and I get ready to go to bed and then I lay there and my racing thoughts my brain just will not shut off and it's just all this overthinking and it leads to all these problems that don't exist and all that oh well here's our um our host co-host the heat just clicked on I have some listeners that tell me they can't hear it at all, but the Rodecaster Pro, even though it has a noise reduction on it, I'm really close to the um, register in this studio. And um, right before the break, it clicked on, and I waited for it to shut off so it wouldn't be clicking on, and it just clicked back, clicked back on. Well, like I said, it is feels like 36 degrees Fahrenheit, so that should be going off shortly, so... Like I said, it just went off. And you can hear that difference, I bet. Oh my gosh, I had an awesome talk with Eddie Green from Eddie Green's 101. I was telling you how uh, I was going to be talking to him Friday. We had about an hour and 49 minute conversation. We just talked about everything. You can find Eddie Green's 101 anywhere. Podcast can be found and it was episode 113 that I was on with him and I've been a guest before, but it was nice because here we live on a planet. I'm, I'm really filtered. 
I, I stay away from a lot of topics that I would normally talk about with people. I don't talk about religion. I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about any subject that might offend anybody on this show. This show is a variety show with um, personal journal, variety show flair. So I talk about what's going on in my life and then we, we learn things. But to, to be unedited, drop some F-bombs if I wanted to over at Eddie Green's because his podcast is explicit. It was just fun. It was it was nice. We talked about a lot of stuff. I encourage you to check out Eddie Green's One Hundred and One, and it was it was a blast. I really enjoyed it. Next topic: If you followed the show, I was telling you about how I've been losing a lot of weight. I don't know how, but I've been losing all kinds of weight, and I bought two pairs of pants that fit me, and a week later they were already loose on me. So I had to order a belt, and I ordered a belt called Groove Life. Like groovy, but Groove Life. And it's awesome. I'm really, it was expensive for belt-wise, but it was worth every penny because the cost of the jeans I have, since I couldn't wear them, and then I have a couple other pairs of jeans that are loose on me now, I'll be able to wear them with this belt. And it's nice because you adjust it once. And once it's adjusted to yourself, you just, it's got uh, magnets and these little clasp and you click it once and it's easy to put on and easy to take off. So there's my little plug for Groove Life belt company. So if you're listening, Groove Life, let me know. <laughs> I'll be your spokesperson. Speaking of being another spokesperson, you've heard of that, um, Food delivery service, HelloFresh. We started getting that again. I'll tell you about that when we come back. It would be so exciting, honest. <laughs> we'll talk about more besides HelloFresh when we come back. Stick around. Whoa, and we're back again with some magical sounds. So right before the break, I was telling you about that food delivery system, HelloFresh. The last time I got that was 2018, and we liked it, and it was it was worth it and everything like that, but and then we just stopped getting it for some reason. And um, at the time we were getting it, they, it, they send you with three meals three times a week, and you would get three chosen meals, and then if you didn't like the ones that were in there, you had the option to pick only a couple to choose from well now it they have the variety is incredible and the thing that makes it nice about getting a delivery um system uh food thing come to your house is nobody told you that when you became an adult that one of the main things that is your woes is what are we having for dinner tonight <laughs> and you know that you're shaking your head and you're like, yeah, because that sucks to all of a sudden come up with what are we having? And it's only two of us. So to feed two people sometimes is harder than to feed more than, you know, because you're just a smaller size. And so for at least three nights a week, we don't have to say, what are we making for dinner tonight? So that was nice. Speaking of making things, my my wife made 
some homemade lemon sugar cookies and they're so freaking good. I ate like too many of them yesterday. Here I was saying I lost all this weight and probably put it back on yesterday with those cookies that I ate. But I've been doing my push-ups still and sit-ups and using some exercise bands. My wife got me exercise bands for my birthday and I'm up to 100 push-ups a day. I started out, I couldn't even, I struggled with doing 10 push-ups. And now I'm up to at least 100 or more. I've already, this morning, I've already done 30 push-ups. And I don't do them all 30 right together. I'll do 10 in a set. Do 10, stand up, go do something, go get a drink of water, do whatever go back into the yoga room and bust out 10 more. And then next thing you know, I'm up to like 50 or 60 push-ups, and it's not even what time. So that's been nice, and I can feel the difference in my body. That accident that I was in two years ago was really pretty bad. Speaking of my accident, all my stuff, like my wheelchair, my shower chair, a walker, a sidewalker that I had, um, a commode that um, I had. I'm getting rid of all of that today, and I'm really excited to be able to get rid of it. It stinks that somebody in my family needs it, but um, I'm glad that somebody can use it. My aunt and uncle are going to come get it today because one of their family members is going to need it. And... Um, it's a, the wheelchair itself is a 500 some odd dollar wheelchair. I was like, what do I do with this? I tried to, right after the accident, donate it to a couple places and nobody really wanted it. And then COVID broke out and then nobody wanted anything. I put it on Facebook Marketplace and then they, they uh, flagged it and said I couldn't have it on there because it's medical equipment. So it sat out on my back porch covered for two years almost of what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? And um, I s snapped photos of them the other day and put it on my personal Facebook page and said, free to a good home. If anybody needs them, just all you have to do is come pick it up. And no sooner did I put it up, my aunt got a hold of me and told me how unfortunately they were going to need something like that. So it'll go to a good home. And I'm so glad to be getting rid of it and having it cleared out of my back porch. All right, stick around. We'll come back. We're going to ramble some more. We'll be right back. Thanks for coming on back. So, yeah, I was saying at the beginning, top of the show, how spring is in the air and how I've seen some robins. I broke down the other day and fed my or filled my bird feeder to feed the birds. If you followed the show, you know that I had some bird feeder woes because I would fill it, and then these type of birds, I have no idea what they are. I, I just called them zombie birds. They uh, would come in and just wreak havoc and empty that bird feeder within minutes. 
and the bird feed I was getting was like this deluxe nut and fruit mix, so it wasn't cheap bird food, and it ended up on the ground, and I had some happy squirrels, that's for sure. But uh, I filled it the other day, and it survived the day, and so just the little chickadees and the finches and all those little guys can come and go and get their little seeds that they want instead of just wreaking havoc. Speaking of havoc, hopefully I don't have havoc today. I don't think I will because my car to me is still brand new, but I have to get my car inspected today and I need an oil change plus a tire rotation. But it's nice because it's my birthday month and they're offering a special at the dealership I go to for um, my car takes synthetic oil and a full synthetic oil change is $59.99 and they're running this special for your birthday that's $24.99 for a full synthetic oil change. So that would be nice. And then the inspection, that's not much money. Get that done. But I have a feeling that it won't be long Speaking of money, that I'll have to shell some money out for some new tires for the car because I have just about almost 36,000 miles on my car. And uh, I have them rotated every time. And they're still in halfway, you know, they're in, they've got a lot of tread on them, but I can tell that it won't be long. And then you got to think it's not just the cost of the tire, it's the mount, the balance, the labor. It's, uh, the automotive business, like labor-wise, all that kind of stuff, that stuff can get really, really pricey because it's not the parts that get you. It's always the labor that gets you. All right, enough about that. Before we head on over to the facts site or the History Channel's website, I have something that I saw on Twitter that I snapped a photo of the other day, and it is from the fact site because I follow them on Twitter as well. And I do not play chess. I've tried to learn. I just, I maybe I could learn if somebody was teaching me that had patience. My brother tried to teach me when we were younger, and me and my brother often would fight anytime we would play a game and ended up not turning out well. And um, he tried to teach me, and it didn't work. And I haven't really had anybody since teach me or try to teach me how to play chess. But I wanted to, I love learning things. And I saw this, and I was like, oh, I want to share this with you guys. The term checkmate comes from the Arabic an ultimately Persian phrase, shot mat, which means the king is dead. Shamat. S-H-A-H-M-A-T. I couldn't say the H. S-H-A-H-M-A-T. Shamat. The king is dead. I thought that was kind of interesting. You can learn all kinds of cool stuff on the fact site. And um, speaking of that, when we come back, 
that's where we'll be going. We'll be heading on over to the fact site and getting a wrinkle on our brain. Stick around and we'll be right back. Whoa, we got the reggae air horn going. I don't know why. <laughs> My producer. All right, we are at the fact site, and I encourage you to head on over to the fact site. And uh, from there, you can just learn all kinds of plethora of information, such as five common phrases with historic origins. I love phrases of words of how we get the meaning of words or when we say something and we're like, you know, like uh, the rule of thumb, when somebody says the rule of thumb is this. And um, I can remember learning that the rule of thumb meant that you could go out and grab a switch like a stick. And as long as it wasn't the circumference of your thumb, you were allowed to, to beat your spouse with it. Yeah. The rule of thumb. But that's not what we're learning about right now. We're learning about other phrases such as close but no cigar. We've always heard that. I always thought the, that saying stemmed from the failed CIA assassination attempt of Fidel Castro where they tried to plant some explosive cigars in his persons, which would blow off his head when it lit up. As the CIA failed to get the cigars into Castro's position... I had always assumed that that's where it came from was close but no cigar. However, massively wrong. It stems back from the 1800s and more specifically from the traveling fairs and carnivals that were common across America at that time. Back then, the prizes for the fairground games weren't big, cute teddies, but rather cigars or a nice bottle of whiskey. You see where this is going? <laughs> yep. So when you're out at one of those fairs, say the coconut shy, and you nearly knocked that high and mighty coconut off its lofty platform but just missed, then the carny folk would shout out, close, but no cigar. Yeah. Giving someone the cold shoulder. Everyone's heard of giving someone the cold shoulder, basically just ignoring them or making them feel unwelcome. This saying originates from the 1800s as well and stems from serving a meal to your guests. If your guest was welcome, you'd serve them the nice, delicious, hot meal. However, if the guest was unwelcome, you'd simply serve them a cold cut of shoulder meat, be it pork, beef, or mutton. The shoulder was known to be the toughest part of the animal, and thus the most inferior piece to serve is a meal. By giving your unwelcome guests a cold cut of uncooked meat, they'd get the idea they weren't exactly welcome. Giving someone the cold shoulder. How about Blockbuster? We've heard Blockbuster, and no, I'm not talking about the, the Blockbuster store or Netflix or anything. The term blockbuster is used to describe high-budget, high-grossing films, right? But the term originated in World War II bombers used by the RAF. The blockbuster was what the Germans started calling the British bombs capable of reducing a single 
city block to rubble. And that's exactly what they did to many German cities over the course of the war. So many, so it's unsurprising they came up with the name. Almost immediately, the term blockbuster started being thrown around to describe literally anything big and exciting. At the end of World War II, the term continued being used, more so in the description of movies. By the mid-1950s, the term blockbuster had been cemented to describe any movie grossing at least $2 million to $17 million and some change by today's standards. The last one, Breaking the Ice. Breaking the Ice. You know how it usually is like kind of that, how do you break the ice? To break the ice traces its origins back to the saying, to forge a path for others to follow, basically meaning to establish a relaxed relationship in a social awkward situation. This could be a first meeting, usually between a bunch of strangers. Like when you're in a, like, a terrible meeting, you just don't want to be there, and they're like, well, let's have an icebreaker. So the saying itself comes specifically designed, uh, designated navigating ships for icy waters, which would go ahead of the exploration vessels and break through the ice where, with their reinforced bows, carving a safe path for the ex exploration vessels to follow in their wake. And the last one, I'll tell you when we come back. Stick around. This summer, go where no man has gone before. <laughs> where am I going this summer? Who knows where we're going with this show. All right, we were at the fact site, and we were finishing off some phrases and where they came from. And the last one was painting the town red. You know, to paint the town red, going out and just having a mad night out with your friends. Well, back in 1837, the Marquis of Waterford and his lads were having a mad one in the English town of Melton Mowbray. Melton Mowbray. Now, the Mar Marquis was a renowned prankster and always up for some hijinks, especially when he had a few. So on a particular night, the Marquis and his company we're on a huge night. Oh, my, my, um, my phone just scrolled on me. Sorry about that. They were on a huge night out and it ended in a bunch of vandalism. They smashed plant pots, broke windows, stole door knockers, pretty standard stuff. When all of a sudden the Marquis had a hilarious idea and stuffed it up a notch. Marquis and his lads managed to find some red paint, so they painted a full toll gate red, along with a swan statue, and then many of the town's front doors. Like the legend he was, the Marquis paid any damages back to the town. But ever since then, this saying has become shortened for having a wild night out. Isn't that crazy? So painting the town red actually comes from in the 1800s, a town literally getting painted red in certain areas. 
You can learn all kinds of useless information here at We Live on a Planet, can't you? Um, before we head on over to the facts site, I just wanted to uh, say how I had a nice long walk with my wife yesterday on Sunday, so that was nice. We were able to walk down near the river, and it was just beautiful. We needed it to get out, and February was such a cold, cold month here in central New York. Got out and just enjoyed, enjoyed the wildlife and enjoyed the walk, and it felt so good. I was definitely feeling it though. On the, we, we live on a hill where I live. And so we walked down to the river, did the whole walk, and then walked back up in the hill. I, by the time I got up, I felt like I had lead weights around my ankles or like I was walking in sand. <laughs> felt really good though. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll head off to the history channel's website and then we'll finish off the show we'll be right back and we're back we're gonna head on over to the history channel's website see if we can get a wrinkle on our brain this morning besides from the facts site and where words come from and phrases all right here we go on this day 1765, the Stamp Act imposed on American colonies. In an effort to raise funds to pay off debts and defend the vast new American territories won from the French in the Seven Years' War, which is also known as the French and Indian War, the British government passes the Stamp Act on March 22, 1765. Well, that led to just... A bunch of problems and then it led to actually groups being formed one of them known as the sons of liberty which we've heard of and then just a decade later american revolutionary war broke out they had stamp the stamp act on everything you name it they were they were taxing and stamping it the british were all right the next one natural disasters and in and environment 2014 sadly 43 people die in a mudslide in Washington State on March 22nd 2014 43 people die when a portion of hill suddenly collapses and buries a neighborhood in a small community in Oso Washington some 55 miles northeast of Seattle it's one of the deadliest mudslides in US history terrible 19th century in 1820, American naval hero is killed in a duel. Dueling was the thing. That was real. They, people dueled one another. U.S. Navy officer Stephen Decker, hero of the Barbary, Barbary Wars, is mortally wounded in a duel with disgraced naval commodore James Barron at Bladsburg, Maryland. Although those two were once friends, Decor sat on a court-martial that suspended Baron for the Navy for five years. They got into a fight and decided to duel. Nine, women's Rights, 1972, the Equals Rights Amendment passed by Congress. There we go, congratulations. 
Middle East in 1945, the Arab League is formed. Representatives from Egypt, Syria, Lebanon, Transjordan, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and Yemen meet in Cairo to establish the Arab League. 1894 in sports, the first Stanley Cup championship is played. The Stanley Cup has been here in my city of Oswego, New York, because uh, a professional hockey player by the name of Eric Cole is from my hometown. Uh, I don't know if he's still playing, but the team he was, it was the Hurricanes, I believe. And they won, and the Stanley Cup made it through town. The, the thing that's cool about the Stanley Cup is it's not a remake every year. It's the original trophy is given to um, the next team. Well, the original Stanley Cup is actually um, retired, and then another one was, was made. Uh, but that's another... That's another story. Well, that's a story you can learn by opening up the History Channel and learning about that. Um, U.S. Presidents, 1933, FDR legalizes the sale of beer and wine. Legalizes the sale of beer and wine. Uh, 1984, and crime teachers are indicted at the Mc martin preschool and this is a weird story this reminds me of like the salem witch trials where there was like a mass hysteria because seven teachers is at the mcmartin preschool in manhattan beach california are indicted by the los angeles county jury after hearing testimony from 18 children including among the charges are peggy charged are peggy mcmartin buckley the head of the school and her son ray buckley and it's just a strange story because they were um, brought up on charges of molestation. And then when the, a bunch of kids were all asked, it just set off this mass hysteria to where these stories got so elaborate that there was, that they were digging up bodies. They reported they had been taken to the cemetery where dead bodies were dug up and hacked into pieces causing bloods to splurt up, blood to splurt out. The local Catholic church invited an expert on Satan cults to talk to the congregation in the wake of the accusations. It was just really, really a uh, crazy, crazy thing that happened. All right, uh, moving forward. 1983, an invention in science. The origins of the Hummer. The Hummer is made. All right. That sounds good. We come back. We'll finish off the show. Stick around. That went by quick. Thank you. As always, for giving me the most valuable gift you could ever give me which is your time. I appreciate it more than you know. What else was I going to say? I got distracted. 
I just got a notification and it came through my roadcaster. But thank you. Please tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. That's one of the ways that We Live on a Planet gains more life by you telling a friend about it. Also, head on over to my website, WLOAP.com. Subscribe today. That way you know when all the new podcasts are coming out. Or subscribe to your favorite podcast provider where you're listening today. Thanks for your time. Do your best to stay curious and not judgmental today. The best you can. And I thank you. Well, and that ended very quickly. And I thank you. <laughs> Let's uh, end off our show uh, the proper way. Take care, my friends. I'll talk to you again real soon. Peace.